0: Hi, this is Jeff, and this is Episode 8 of Subarachnoid Survivor. This episode is going to focus on what I'll call living now. I suspect that that's an insight that, uh, amusing if you will, that many people have post the type of experience that I had with my, uh, my brain hemorrhage and, and spending a week in the ICU But it's one that I think merits at least a few minutes of conversation, if only because not only is it something I experienced, but given my unique circumstances in the ICU, I think I can report both first and second hand. And here's what I mean. Uh, My experience in the ICU was quite different. Uh, Being in the neuro ICU, most of the people in that space are deeply unconscious or heavily sedated or in an induced coma, Um, you know it's interesting the ICU staff in many ways and the ICU itself aren't set up for people like me who were particularly as the days went on were conscious a fair bit of time and were and I was trying to have a regular sleep cycle and a a regular wake cycle I mean they're on the go 24 hours a day the lights are on 24 hours a day the staff are talking 24 hours a day and I'll share this quick story um There are people in beds perhaps quite close to you who are going through things that make it difficult for you to sleep, make it difficult for you if you're conscious like I am. Um, It really can be a little bit upsetting. There was a guy named Frank who was in a bed near to me who uh, had had a, a motorcycle accident injury. There were lots of people in the neuro ICU unit who'd had motorcycle injuries, and every hour on the hour... The ICU staff have a duty to check and see how his responsiveness is, so invariably the nurse that was working on Frank's bed would stand up, walk over, and would yell really close to Frank, hey Frank, squeeze my finger, come on, Frank, if you can hear me, just squeeze my finger. And I know why they have to do that, but at 1am, 2am, 3am, 4am, 5am, that can be hard to sleep through. But what made it particularly distressing was, was sometimes the staff felt they weren't loud enough, and they would go get, you know, some guy with the booming voice, and he'd do the whole thing over again, even louder. Hey, Frank, if you can hear me, squeeze my finger. So I hope Frank is doing better, and I hope that he's now squeezing everybody's fingers. Um, but my point in sharing that is, is that the ICU staff also got to talk with me. So I met Ron and Sean and Sam and Carl and Jesse. And I was only there, as I say, just under a week, but I felt like I got to know some of them. And it was Ron who fairly early on, on a night shift, said to me that that ICU staff in the hospital, I suspect ICU staff around the world, live their lives a little bit differently than the rest of us humans. And that's because every day they see the impact ...of how lives can be changed in just a second. It might be a motorcycle accident. It might be a car crash. It might be, as I've described in an earlier podcast... ...getting into a disagreement with a moving boat prop. You can fall. You can slip. You can have a heart attack. You can have an aneurysm, or in my case, a brain hemorrhage. Lives change in an instant. So ICU staff, they take their vacation. ICU staff have a glass of wine. They celebrate. They take their trips... So I don't know if they're hedonists, but they are well aware that how quickly life changes. So that's why the theme of this podcast is on living now. And part of my theme is that I've been fortunate and I've always, well, not always, a lot of my life, I've tried to live now too, try to be in the moment. Some days I'm better at it than others. I'm not always as present as I'd like to be. But boy, uh, spending some time in an, in an ICU like that and feeling and knowing that you could die, that's, that will help you practice your presentness. Um, the other thing that goes along with that is particularly when I was in the regular ward for a few days, I got to meet some of my other uh, you know people that had been through it. I've talked already about the gentleman. I think his name was Jeff, same as mine, who had had a been on his bicycle and had had his hip basically ground into the asphalt by the car that dragged him for about 20 meters. I, I don't even like to think about that injury. Uh, but Jeff, it appeared uh, there's not a lot of privacy in these rooms. Appeared to have. Uh, some kind of a regular drinking habit. And the staff were at least as concerned about that as they were about his injury. But I think it distracted them from the fact that Jeff didn't have the same kind of support that I did. And so when they said the day that I was being discharged that they were thinking of discharging him, that led to a really interesting exchange with him and the staff. He was like, I can't walk. He said, but I've got a one-floor walk-up how do I get into my apartment without help? And the reason why I mention that story is that I think it speaks to this idea of also living now and being present to what other people's lives might look like. Again, I I think I've been okay at that, but my commitment is to do a whole lot more about that. And then finally, around living now, I think it also... It's not just about being aware of myself and trying to be more aware of others and what they may be going through, but I think it's also about being aware of what risk and what balance you're prepared to risk. Um, I've mentioned already there were a lot of people on motorcycles that were in the ICU. Um, I've never been a motorcycle rider, but, boy, I, you'd have to carry me on to one now. And there are other things I do that I'm just going to be a little more thoughtful about because it's a balance. How much risk versus what reward and what if something comes up that changes your life. So I'm going to keep that in mind as well. But fundamentally, I'm going to live my life fully. I do want to take those vacations. I do want to say I love you and I do want to be sure that people know how much I care about them. I think I've been pretty good about that but I'm gonna double down and I'm also gonna double down in terms of what I do in the world. Part of my job that makes me proudest and most excited is the impact I get to have on organizations that are making the world a better place. I'm really clear now on why that makes me so happy because it is about living now, being present, and having impact in the things that I do. So, there you go. That's episode 8 on Living Now in Subarachnoid Survivor. Thank you for listening, and we'll chat again soon.